0: This is Micah,
1: Ow. and Simone,
0: and you are listening to the Pocky Podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be looking at our music evolution, the music we listen to from when we was born and where we're at now, and it's going to be some interesting genres that we're going to be getting into because I know everyone here has better, different tastes than what I had when I was growing up, so... But Tao, definitely gotta start us off. We're gonna be starting in nineteen eighties. Oh, eighties. Oh, I'm
1: aging myself already.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) we Oh god
1: Look, Asian don't raisin, okay? I don't I may I may look bad. Come on, baby. (laughs) That's
0: that's a true mood. A true mood.
1: Black don't crack, Asian don't raisin. Let's go.
2: Amen. I'll say hallelujah. Praise
1: (laughs) God. (laughs) oh gosh Uh, so okay so maybe not from the moment we're born because we're not going to remember it
0: (laughs) right true but we 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 do go back you know that we do go back i
1: mean there's a difference between hearing the song as it comes out when you grow up and then discovering a song decades later True, Which true. There's a difference. I so I, I try say to is our avoid. First... I try to avoid things like that because obviously I know songs from the '70s and '60s that are very, much good music. But again, discovering it later versus growing up with it as it comes out, you know. But yeah. the earliest recollection that I can draw from, other than the the very much indescript. Asian music that I heard every single week blasted on stereo would probably be the icon herself, Madonna. For some reason, for some reason, I clung to Material Girl. (laughs) I don't know why. Because if you know me, I'm not that materialistic in my current life. But something about that song, it's fun. It's very much... 80s madonna of just you know fun i'm here deal with it you know i
3: like it <clears throat> yeah.
1: yeah so you know, so there's that
3: madonna and,
1: and madonna which when i looked it up the song actually came out in 1984 so probably peak madonna in her 80s was that i believe that was after her like a virgin mhm okay that's something I didn't look up. I was like, it's somewhere in there. It's not mm-hmm. quite her first hit, but it's like, it's somewhere in there. But it's like one of her 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 staples, you know?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And yeah. And so there's only one other 80s song that I can remember really connecting to. And on the other side of the coin, it had to be Mr. Michael Jackson. <laughs> and it happened to be Beat It. <laughs> So, ah, yeah. uh, so that is uh, my foundation is going... <laughs> of the beginning of my evolution into music
0: i, I just have to say because this was said earlier and i let i had to have simone hold off but i did not listen to michael jackson until like 2011 <clears throat> so i was very much not really into him i was like ah, i feel like okay. he's overrated so, and god if y'all could just there. see the look she's giving ah. to me right now <laughs>
1: To be fair, I didn't listen to a lot of Michael Jackson since Beat It.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, the stern look that's... I, just can't, I ain't never say it felt like Freeze Frame, which is solid <laughs> disappointment.
3: Like,
1: just like, like, in your defense, I didn't listen to a lot of Michael Jackson since that, so it's okay.
0: Mm. But mine was also for the fact of like, I'm, um, you know, oh, like that's popular and all that stuff. Like he's overrated. You know, it's just kind of like that energy because like I was a high schooler, middle schooler and, you know, I was just too cool for everything. I mean, energy. we all okay, go through really? like <laughs>
1: that. We all go through a period like that. Mm-hmm. i don't know
0: what's worse the fact that simone just keep looking at me solid like that or she's just so silent and it's, getting, it's even more frightening
3: simone well, do you have Ms. anything simone, to say since you
1: have such a judgment face on you right now would you like to go into Intense. your beginnings of music michael <laughs> oh no. no oh
0: no a read to filth is coming
2: michael in what world yes, are you a whole mm-hmm. Black American person, <laughs> and they allowed you <laughs> to disrespect the genius of Michael Jackson? I just <laughs> a pox, a pox on your house,
0: like a pox. Okay, you gotta understand, this was years ago. I'm, I, I know who Michael Jackson is now. You okay, okay? I came out of that. Dead, I was a baby. Guy, right? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Ironically, Fuck. also another brother at school when I was like Michael Jackson's overrated, also wanted to fight me. So it was kind no, of no, no, no,
1: no, no. He, he was very young, and when you're young, you're stupid. Exactly. Just just let it happen.
0: <laughs> I'm waiting. Well, you, know, you, know, you know, I just hadn't acquired my taste yet. <laughs> okay. You know, that's what it was. Okay, exactly, okay, know?
2: okay. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Because this is a yes. conversation of taste. Let him be young.
0: Exactly. Let him be. Let him be young. Okay. Yes, okay. my
1: palate was. When you're young, needing you don't know more better. You, yes. you learn. Letting have, <laughs> letting have his learning. I'm weak. Letting his learning moment. Yeah.
0: I feel attacked. hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my
1: God. laughs> yeah
0: oh god but the
1: fact that you waited till that man was
2: wholly dead and in the ground before <laughs> dead.
0: well i've been known to be the last minute person like i literally didn't listen to shit i didn't listen to a lot of groups and stuff until after they disbanded like tlc i didn't listen to them to like freaking 2009 destiny's child i didn't listen to until like I think it was the Beyonce performance that she did with Destiny's Child. And I was like, oh, shit.
1: When oh, they
2: did okay. a reunion? Nessie, 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 you got both of us making the face. Are you crazy? She's like, how dare you? I wasn't going to say that. but The child made the face. No. <laughs> it's like, wait, like,
1: wait, okay, wait, wait, you know wait, wait.
0: Okay, look, look, look. but After Destiny's you know, Child like, is still gone still and then they did
1: the reunion? It. Look, look, look.
0: Look, look, look. Yes, after the fifth <laughs> reunion. I don't-
2: Cal and I are on the you're same not- face. My God.
1: Where have What? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Come on, come on. Just say my name. Say my name. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Okay. no.
1: No, 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 no. This whole time, you're getting on my case for not liking Beyonce, except for her Destiny's Child years, and then you don't even listen to Destiny's Child. <laughs>
0: I did, though. I did finally. <laughs> Hey, there's a difference between didn't listen to and then late listening to, and I am a late bloomer. Okay, I always. I'm. I'm not about to finish that. Anyway, as
3: the Uh, disappointment
2: (laughs) mounts, I'm so.
0: I Oh god.
2: We haven't even been recording ten minutes. I'm over you. I'm over you.
0: Hey, I gotta keep challenging you, Simone. Uh, <laughs> How else will our friendship?
3: <laughs> young if I dump Young have you, one, you, disappointed
0: uh-huh. That was so bold to say. The I young one never, is least bold
3: today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I'm being honest. I listened to this it is dope, fair. and this I is thought fair. they was dope, and I loved them ever since. And That's I did hilarious. say, I did say
1: in the beginning, there's a difference between <laughs> growing up with the songs and then discovering t- them later. I did say that.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm getting too, too ahead mm-hmm. still. Like, yes,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Simone. amazing. That's amazing. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, your evolution?
2: Well, I was born in 1986. So I came up around the commercialization of hip hop and a lot of the derivatives of, well, well hip hop is a derivative of what. The music I grew up listening to, it came from. So I had some some peculiar parents who did not actually allow me to listen to secular music until I was pretty much in high school. Um, I would hear secular music here and there if they were in environments that we were in environments that weren't controlled by them. mm mm-hmm. Um, but and from birth until the time I was around 13 or 14, I didn't listen to anything but jazz, gospel, and classical music. So my first mm-hmm. memories of music are jazz and gospel and 80s jazz. So like people like the Yellow Jackets and people like Al Jarreau, I guess, which is technically secular, and instrumental jazz like Miles Davis and and Disney. Dizzy Gillespie and things (laughs) like that. So that is kind of where my formative taste started to begin because a lot of the music that was around me eventually in my life was very Black. So my parents wanted me to understand that current Black music didn't start there, it had bits and pieces of anything from you know, the 1800s to the 1980s. And that's what everything across my life kind of had bits and pieces of as I got older and into the 90s and the 2000s. So the Yellow Jackets were big in my house. Instrumental jazz, definitely gospel. So like the Clark sisters, my parents were really big on like Kirk Franklin.
0: Mm, there he is yeah, right there. they were really big that's on Kirk
2: Franklin. <laughs> They were very big on the wine ins.
0: Oh, yeah. CC wine Yeah. CC
2: mm-hmm. and BB wine ins. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the things that I remember. So, like, it is very strange that, like, I don't particularly listen to a lot of that music now. But when I listen to current music, I can pick out the bits and pieces of those genres in what I currently interact with musically. So. Yeah, that was my start. That was that was the eighties era for me. So like, yeah. Eighties smooth jazz. Anita Baker was big in my house. Her first oh yeah. Her first record came out in nineteen eighty nine. So I was three years old. And my entire life my mother has loved Anita Baker. And I I you cannot say a bad thing about Anita
3: Baker to me. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> Look, I am the same way my mom loves Dolly Parton. Yes, and yes, yes. every girl, her
2: mom mm-hmm. has a
3: girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
2: every girl I know, Working her day. mom has that one female singer where like you can't say nothing mm-hmm.
3: bad about your mama's
0: favorite female singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Working mm-hmm. nine to five. <laughs> Working <laughs> nine to five <laughs> to
2: five. Oh, oh, we should stop before we get sued. Shit.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was just about to say that. that's why we can't even play some of the songs. Like, that copyright infringement. <laughs> oh, sorry, Dolly. It, it don't, don't play.
1: play. Oh look, come on now. They Dolly said they won't they pennies? Do Dolly's not. Dolly was no. She's too pure. What are you she's talking so, about?
0: No, her label would not Dolly.
2: Not Dolly herself, no. but I yeah, feel like Dolly label, is so they sweet because she got beasts behind her. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Oh, she gives. <laughs> oh, so she got dogs behind her. She's like, oh, okay, love. Like I'll just have the dogs eat you. Yeah. I like, will just have
1: make dogs make her take no care of that. It's really bad. No, <laughs> she be, <laughs> no, be like, y'all leave her, them alone. Oh, They're having fun. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh
0: gosh! But well, from the 80s, we go on to the 90s, and what kind of change? With well, I you mean, I mentioned, <clears throat> I mentioned that my mom loved the yeah. same?
1: I mentioned that my mom loved Dolly Parton, so there. If you ever question why I have a little bit of country roots to me, yeah, uh, blame my mom mm-hmm. for that. <laughs> but <laughs> I, the the most prominent song or the earliest song that I can remember from the 90s is actually also a country song from Miss Trisha Yearwood. it's called Trisha Trisha you didn't expect that did you no I love (laughs) Trisha like I haven't been keeping up with her but like every so often I'll dip in but most prominent is the song that came out in 1991 she's in love with a boy Mm. yeah and so that came about at a babysitter's house and you know what kids do we play pretend and so on this particular occasion we were pretending to audition for I guess a music record career or whatever and I literally had five minutes to learn this freaking song as a as a young girl. I was like, I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) But to this day I still know I still know the chorus. I
3: love that. I love
1: it. Yeah it's like it's weird. But it stuck with me as a memory, like a, like one of those flesh memories. It's just like the song comes on, I am instantly back there at the babysitter's house, trying to learn the song, standing on the bed with this like brush as a microphone.
3: Oh, that's the, best. <laughs> the <laughs> hairbrush, the right. days. Right? Oh my goodness! Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the hairbrush days were everything. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh. oh man. Yeah. 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 The
2: 90s for me saw hip-hop and golden era hip-hop really come into play. Like I said, it was around me, but I wasn't necessarily able to consume it within my control. Mm -hmm. But it Mm -hmm. really sparked my intrigue. I didn't really get a chance to really partake and delve into it until I was pretty much almost an adult. But the kind of groups that I would see in flashes of television you know, being scrolled by with the remote and the drum sounds and, and all those kind of things <laughs> really drew me in um, and became kind of like the, the later listen kind of concept we've been talking about where you may not have discovered it in the same decade it came out and got to live with it, but it became mm-hmm. a part of kind of the soundtrack of your life mm-hmm. later. mm mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. kind of stuff really was starting to intrigue me. But I was very much deep into 90s gospel. Kirk Franklin ran the world at that point, And <laughs> it was just, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. And he was incorporating a lot of things that were from golden era, you know, production styles and vocal arrangements and things like that. So like stomp. That song, I could not get away oh, from that God. song. Yeah, if I wanted to, oh. I tell you, every time I hear that song, I I love the Lord, I do, but I really would love to turn it <laughs> off. I have, heard, okay. I have heard it enough times for a lifetime.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so oh, no shade, to
2: Kirk. No shade, no. no shade. But stomp He's a never performer. needs to be played anywhere ever again.
0: That <laughs> kind of makes me want to like play it though. Like stomp. <laughs> I
2: know. <laughs> I, I remember that. And it that was, was it was crazy. It was crazy. Dance <laughs> routines and, and and dance contests and us jumping up and down on the bed right. and with our hairbrushes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah so the early nineties for me, I was still you know seven eight, nine, ten, so I still didn't have a lot of control. But one thing that my mother did not shy away from was making sure that I was aware that I would be able to kind of listen to other things eventually once my palate had developed and once I was able to mature age where I could understand concepts and things like that in songs, Mm -hmm. because my parents had put me in a discernible amount of musical training. So I was taking piano, I was taking dance, I was taking violin at the time, because Mm -hmm. they thought that I was very musically minded. And it was really interesting to care about classical music and be listening to Mozart, but like, try every once in a while to sneak and turn on MTV. (laughs) <laughs> to get a peek at Boys to Men and nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. get a peek at, you know, ABC and Hello Cool mm-hmm. J. So see, yeah.
1: you, you bring up a good point that I wanted to make. Your your access to music affects your exposure to the things that actually had an impact on you. Because yes. you mentioned having access to MTV, which is a cable network channel. In which mm-hmm. case, I didn't have access to cable until well into the 2000s. So I had the standard seven channels, I guess, local channels. And so my biggest musical influence was my older brother, who was five years older than I was. And so he had a, a more developed palate. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was through him and then the occasional car rides with the radio on. Obviously, and it was for mostly my brother that I got introduced to Miss Mariah Carey. Miss ah! Mariah Carey, Woo! and the devolution begins. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the original diva,
1: the original diva. Well, not the original diva, but in my life, yes, probably. Hmm. With, I think, my first exposure was her her music box album with. Dream Lover, Hero, were, uh, which I believe were her f- top two singles at the time. But like, I have been in love with Mariah Carey ever since. Like, I will always be in her corner. It may be, have been a while since I've been in her corner because she hasn't done a lot of things lately. Yeah. But uh, she made mean, some I albums mean, and stuff, you can't go yeah. wrong with Mariah Carey. And I was reminded That's that right. in the, the later 80s and the early 90s, we had this whole wave of having musical artists from sweden and danish and i was like just randomly somehow for some reason america just like was really into all of these european artists from those these countries so as much as i hate how people just dislike it now because of pitch perfect the sign actually did have <laughs> A good impact, but the original from Ace of Base, not Pitch Perfect that everyone hates so much, but I knew the original, so when that happened to come up in the movie, I was like, oh my god, it's my jam. Oh my god, (laughs)
3: that song was everywhere. It was
1: everywhere, oh my gosh. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: That's almost as (laughs) bad as the cup song.
3: (laughs) I don't remember the cup song. Oh no, the cup song from Pitch
1: Perfect, you know, the little... oh yeah that song
0: okay never mind yeah (laughs) i I remember that one (laughs) Uh, Hmm. but moving on now we are into the 2000s which now i can find that i've listened to but um,
1: no we're not exactly in the 2000s because we haven't we haven't discussed the whole boy band (laughs) Wave in the 90s. Oh, God, that started in the late nineties and
2: went into the right. 2000s. So D and I are
3: Tau
1: and <laughs> so I it's were like around. a
2: hybrid. What twelve to fourteen? We were, we were when that we were started about, happening.
1: We were about like middle school, high school age, just very much similar to when we were discussing turning red. It was very mm-hmm. much, very much. Uh, where we were
0: in sync, like that all whole of them. boy yeah. band
1: wave. <laughs> because what the nineties ended up being, because leftover from the 80s it was all that grunge and the Mm -hmm. the introduction or the rise of rap and hip-hop and all that stuff but for some reason towards the latter half of the 90s it started getting into like the other end of the spectrum of bubblegum pop which with like maybe subtle influences from hip-hop and just or just like music very similar music to all of the artists from sweden and all that because they did actually get some of the artists from Sweden to help them write some of the beginning songs. I remember that. But yeah, the whole yeah. the whole boy band, craze. Max Martin, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: he's from mm. he's from either Sweden or Germany. Yeah. I, believe. I believe. Yeah, he's from Sweden.
1: I may be mistaken. Please I think correct he is. me. Yeah, I think Max Martin is from Sweden. <laughs> yeah. But like that whole craze of not only boy bands but like the pop princesses as well because we can't forget Miss, mm-hmm. Miss Christina Aguilera and Miss Britney Spears that yes. still stands today. Yes. yes. But,
2: that was right around the time they allowed uh, me to transition into secular music. Right. So that was somewhere between like a, a lot of that picked up around like in response to the overwhelming of grunge and gr- and then grunge dying mm-hmm. and then the golden era of hip hop and that moving towards becoming more popular music mm-hmm. that was kind of when the transition where hip-hop became pop you right. know and then the bubblegum era started as a kind of like not alternative but in a, i guess I know, so, it's an not so much alternative. An alternative
1: but it's usually comes as a response like when you're, right. you're used to this one kind of yeah. music and you but you get to the generation that wants to rebel you go to the opposite end of the spectrum
2: Right, the pendulum right. swings back, and that started mm-hmm. around like somewhere between ninety-seven and ninety-nine. Okay, so, so yeah, we were
1: around um, like twelve. Britney Spears' first song, "Baby One More Time," came out in nineteen ninety-eight, and about yes. a year later, mm-hmm. Christina Aguilera came onto the scene with "Genie in a Bottle," which was nineteen ninety-nine. So it was like yes. right before the millennium hits, mm-hmm. and with the the boy bands, they came around like nineteen ninety-six, ninety-seven. So mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. were a little bit above, like, before the curve had come. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, those boys. <laughs> those boys.
3: The
2: boys had us
1: in the I mean, And then when you find <laughs> out later that they actually tried to release music earlier in the 90s, it's just that it wasn't their time yet because we were still in the whole grunge. We were discovering hip-hop and all that stuff. It wasn't their time. And mm-hmm. so they actually had to go to Europe. To become famous and popular before coming back to the United States and trying again. So, in the case of Backstreet Boys, their first U.S. album is actually a culmination of their first two albums that they released in Europe and around the world. So, when you look at their when you look at their discographies and see the first two albums, the songs don't match up to what we know as their first album. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, because ours was more... Our, the album that got released to us, what was it, like, 96, 97? 97, I want to say. It was an amalgamation. Yeah. It was a compilation It was album,
1: basically the songs that they knew would be popular in the United States.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So they tailored it to what they thought would sell better, I guess.
3: hmm
2: Yeah, and then by the time we hit 2000, they're in full they're swing. They're in full swing. Ooh, I mean, a oh, cell phone. like
1: it was crazy. Ooh. And just the simple fact that NSYNC was initially made to be their competition, even though they were both from the same management team. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. creating their own story. competition, and it it it's very much like how it works. I guess I want an auction with that whole competition. It's like no, but I want it, but you you want it more, but you gotta fight each other. But we're supposed to be friends, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: there was a lot of that and there was very much like a social hierarchy around that too because like oh you're a backstreet boys girl you're whatever or, oh you're an Sync girl you're a whatever or, oh you're a 98 mm. degrees girl you're whatever <laughs> you know like there was definitely like a social classification <laughs> right. surrounding like with, it, depending on which group you right. supported yeah
1: can we can we all it's just funny. get along? I mean, we all they're all pretty. No. No. They're all pretty, you okay? Know <laughs> we're all pretty. But I'm
0: prettier. Time.
1: They're all pretty and they're all not gonna be ours, okay? <laughs> okay, because literally none of them none are, of ever. <laughs> like, we had no concept, but that's we had what no they concept sold, of how was old they idea. actually were compared to us. <laughs> and
2: yes, and some of them were so much older. Oh my god. Guys.
1: Yes. I think uh, half of them were at least 10 years older than I was. <laughs> was like, girl, we
2: were like 13 girl. years old. And, and for baby. some reason,
1: publicly for some over reason we were convinced that all they and had to was do okay. was see us in the crowd and be like her. I want her.
3: That's what they
0: sold. And it worked.
2: So I guess this would be a good time for me to tell
0: the Justin Timberlake Oh, please
1: story. tell me the Justin Timberlake story. Oh, I don't know this.
0: Which one? <laughs> Which one? The Britney one or the Janet one?
1: This is a personal
2: one. Ooh. So <clears throat> I had a friend, and this was a perfect, what a time to be alive. <laughs> to be a teenager in the early 2000s and have a best friend named Britney Spearman.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> That's amazing.
2: So my friend, Brittany Spearman, (laughs) called the radio station when NSYNC was in town and said, my name is Brittany Spearman. What will you give me?
3: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What?
2: Okay. So this was towards the tail end of high school. So we were about either 18 or about to turn 18 Uh that summer. So this is around like... 2003 2004 still the early 2000s and they're on tour and this is very much their last album because Justin is absolutely a I to
1: mean go solo. you could tell like, it the way he so set up he was always the center of moment. attention you could pick him yeah. out
2: out of the groups which one right. is going to go like
1: I think I feel like and that's the difference <laughs> between Backstreet boys and Sing. backstreet boys was always a group like it was equally mm-hmm. distributed between attention and vocals and all that stuff but with in sync they were purposely mm-hmm. shoving justin towards the front every single time yeah towards the front. so you knew i it, i was not surprised when it happened i was still sad when it happened but i was not surprised yeah
2: yeah <clears throat> so this was the last album and the last tour before he went solo and my best friend had boldly called the radio station and was like, so I hear you got some tickets. I hear like, it's something going on. I hear they coming into town. What, what can you do for me? So they had her come up to the radio station and they had a single. We're talking about musical evolution. This was my musical evolution into, into being okay with the fact that I was totally into more than one genre of music. And, and enjoying what it sounded like when all of those things melded together. The song Dirty Pop had just come out.
1: <laughs> I you remember do Dirty remember Pop? Dirty Pop. I had all of their albums.
2: And they made her come up to the radio station and live on the air, drink a mixture that they called Dirty oh. Pop. And it was Mountain oh, Dew, Flat Root Beer, oh. some sort of cough syrup, or something like that, and coffee mixed uh, together. Why? Because that she wanted tickets. Of what are you because willing to do
3: for Justin tickets?
0: Satellite. Oh, yeah. it was one of those yeah. radios I got it. What are I I tickets? Okay. And, of
1: course, Dirty Pop. Yeah,
0: what do you want to well. do? <laughs> so she drank I it. I
1: mean, look,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, young Tao would have drunk it, too. <laughs> I want those tickets.
3: I'm young wicked. Simone would have
2: <laughs> drunk it, too. So I get a phone call that we are going to see yes! sync at at the NFL stadium cuz that's how big yes. they were they were they were booking
1: they were stadiums, booking stadiums, that stadiums. That they were booking like it like mm-hmm. we have
2: front row <laughs> seats to the biggest concert at that point that I'd ever been at in my life in a sold out NFL stadium front row seats to NSYNC. The amount of screams that happen. I was
0: just about to say, the amount of decibels.
2: Like, there would be times where, as we were preparing for it, I literally would just leave.
3: Like, ah! <laughs> like, I cannot believe this is happening! So we get to the concert,
2: and it's a great show. They have these setups. Where they have these, they have this song called "Digital yes. G- Get Down" and urban like Yippee Kaye yep. or something like. That. It was like a, it was like a digital cowboy kind of like garage pop yes. song, and they had mechanical. Of course they did. That were robotic, of course they did. Like bulls. <laughs> and Justin's <laughs> bull was right in front of, of my. Of course seat, it was right in front of where. I- <laughs> <laughs> And I, as an 18 year old um, Christian, a conservative Midwestern young <laughs> Christian, Christian Midwestern, got the Christian Midwestern watch. Justin
1: Timberlake.
0: <laughs> I She's like, was a good Christian girl. I was
2: a good Christian girl when I watched this concert, you guys. And, and I you were not when you left? In honor. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Because I got the <laughs> pleasure <laughs> and the honor of watching Justin Timberlake, who was maybe around like 25 years old at this time, ride a mechanical bull,
1: sure, oh, well, there you go,
2: in the middle of the summertime in a packed <laughs> NFL stadium full of estrogen fu- fuels, <laughs> foolishness. <laughs> And I, I, I promise you it was, it was a, it was a sexual awakening. It was amazing. I don't even remember the name of the song. All I just remember is that that whole fine white man <laughs> was on that mechanical board, riding it as if he was really going somewhere.
0: That's all she was worried about. You
2: know? And I could see the sweat dripping off of his body. Well,
1: I mean... Amazing.
2: 10 say, out of 10. Say, Beautiful. say what
1: <laughs> you will about boy bands and bubblegum and pop. They knew how to sell it. Ooh. They knew they how, know to, how, sell how the to sell the man to honey. They to sell them to
0: us, baby. Oh wait.
2: This man would go to jail if he even looked at me funny, but I really thought that we was gonna have get married and have so many bad ideas And, I and they would have been beautiful babies. They would have been so beautiful. Wonderful, Wonderful children.
1: children. <laughs> Shout out to his wife. But like oh, sure. Hi, Miss Peel.
2: Yeah. Respectful <laughs> I'm looking. But you know. Uh, I'm look, she, she
1: married him. <laughs> she knows. Look, but no touch. Yeah.
2: It's fine.
0: Respect.
1: Look, but no touch. Yeah. We, we love, but on. no touch.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. We know. Yeah. But all of that still falls within the lovely decade of the 2000s because they disbanded in 2002. And then Justin did his. And own And he's uh, been stuff going ever for, since. like, you know, Crimea River.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: The only one that's ever been going.
1: Well, not necessarily.
2: <laughs>
0: but uh, thought that was a setup
2: because let's be really honest let's really talk about how the real star of the group was not justin oh my
1: god that was mine i love jc he was my favorite (laughs)
0: but isn't that kind of what they do with all the groups they always got to single out to have the beyonce person like they did it with pussycat dolls i mean you said it yourself beyonce destiny's child yeah but it's like every band like it, it always has that same formula it's like okay, well, this particular person is who we're going to pick out, and that's well, who that's we're pushing, so fuck fault. you. you know, Micah. Very Gordy, how it is.
2: That's Barry Gordy's fault, because that's what he did with Diana Ross and the Supremes in the Motown era. Aww. They always kind Aww. of had a... He, because he wanted to go mainstream and go pop, he streamlined the experience of them and gave them that heavily curated image and experience and sound that was palatable to everyone, and then made Diana the center uh, focus it's, for a it's reason in the name. because he knew it would it's project. It's in the on name,
1: Diana the Supremes. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, but at first uh-huh. they were right. just the Supremes, and then once it really took off, they went ahead and put the the primary focus on her and groomed her mm-hmm. for the solo career. So it would be. <coughs> A lot of people in the public, because they had been so groomed to kind of understand that, would have seen it as mm-hmm. strange if some of these groups didn't have one-offs mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. each other.
0: Yeah, which is just that uh, kind of falls into like some later decade thing that. But I wanted yeah, to the discuss the, job, but, the fact
1: um, that JC was always the secondary vocal behind Justin
3: mm-hmm.
1: and always enjoyed his vocals a lot mm-hmm. better. And like, uh, I think, yeah, because honestly, because totally. I think the, most, the real conversation is that JC was the he better singer. was because like most of the ad libs mm-hmm. that they would have in the song were JC, and most mm-hmm. of the the harder vocals were given to JC. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just a
2: he was always the better singer and the better writer. He absolutely he, like, was. I
1: believe it was his. No it was their second album where he wrote most of the songs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because
1: at the time that
2: they were at their biggest, to be perfectly honest, one of the reasons why we didn't get a whole lot of static from them about Justin leaving was J.C. was doing a lot of yep. the writing behind the scenes. He was writing yep. for Britney. He was writing yep. for Christina. He was writing for Wild Orchid, which had a very early Fergie mm, nice. in it mm, before Fergie. she joined the Black Eyed Peas. Yep. Shout it. was yep. empty, but I loved every minute of it. <laughs> yeah so yeah and i believe he's so still doing like, oh, he's well, still, still doing like checks, things behind and we know scenes. who's who so
1: yeah yeah uh-huh.
0: yeah it sounds like that was more his speed was probably wanting to do stuff behind the scenes
1: probably mm-hmm. less pressure to actually mm-hmm. fit into the image because as much mm-hmm. as we love the image it's, it's so a lot of much work. better yeah,
0: yeah. yep mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of crap to deal with which I was also wondering, so with the early 2000s, because I was also in a Christian household, I was listening to Kurt Franklin, like we talked about, the man, like I heard Revolution, that one was just the bop and still a bop. To this <clears day. throat> uh, 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 Mary Mary, don't forget Shackles, because I didn't hear you drop Mary Mary. I don't know if you heard them. Like, I, Simone, like, did, you, did you hear Mary Mary, Mary, now? Mary No, 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 don't
2: look. Uh, Mary what? Mary was high school for me.
0: So by that time,
2: they had started allowing me to listen to Secular. So I was Mm -hmm. very, I was like, I got to catch up. I want to move around. I want to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I want to discover new things. So it was present, but it wasn't prevalent
3: because that was around
2: the time that they let me. And that was around the time. Also, it's really funny around my 14th birthday, when my mother finally started letting me listen to Secular, she also took all of her records out of storage. And bought oh. a huge stereo system for Sweet. the house. So I was knee deep in crates. I was listening to uh-huh. Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, oh, yes. Ozzy Osbourne, oh. Thin Lizzy, Thoreau. I was listening to vinyl of Madonna, Whitney Houston on vinyl. I was catching up. Uh-huh. So I was, I was, I was present with early two thousands gospel, but I wasn't, I wasn't super into it at that time.
0: Yeah. So I was pretty much where you were at the start. I was definitely very much still in that crater of just listening to gospel. soul, mm-hmm. just like kind of what my mother listened to, because that's a lot of what I grew up on was Kurt Franklin, Mary Mary, you know, Anthony Brown and the gr- group therapy, CCY yes. all of that kind of stuff, you know, Trinity three,
2: five, seven.
0: So it's like from State that. Fiorico, and then like,
2: were you familiar with her?
0: Stacey Rico. She was like a
2: Christian Christina Aguilera.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I might have, but there's a lot of artists that I couldn't even remember to put down because it's been so long. But because I just kind of finally like fell off of that. I only still listen to the old stuff of Mary Mary and Kurt Franklin. But I did fall into like the light Disney stuff was when I was like going into. So it was like the Proud family when they came out with, you know, Destiny's Child and Solange you know singing that song i was like "Dang, this is a buff which we also need to talk about but that's gonna be a separate thing why do intros no, no, no. not no, no. rock like they used to say in the
1: can, 2000s? i was I'm gonna just say, saying, can, can we like, give a shout out for every 90s show intro because they pulled out for all those intros let me just say right. yeah, yeah all of them
2: because yeah. the living single, living, single intro,
1: family and- matters family yeah. matters yes yeah. like, yes putting- yes
0: they yes. putting a whole throat in them songs. It's like nowadays it's just right. man. Yeah. I'm
1: like Dang it. And like not. <laughs> well, no, that has to do with the so,
2: That didn't have anything to do with networks. So
1: not only like the down. live action shows but the animated shows had really bop intro music too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like cowboy, cowboy bop. Uh, like any of the cartoons
1: look. in there. Oh, Animaniacs god. had a really good intro. <laughs> 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 Pinky and the Brain. Yeah. Oh my god. I had like yeah.
0: yeah, I was about to say, pig and brain. Weirdly enough, cow and chicken for some weird reason for me. I was like, <laughs> it's stupid, it's <laughs> janky, but it also kind of had a vibe to it. But then it was like Mary J. Blige and, you know, family affair. We all know that one because, I mean, it was like the go-to Mary J. Blige song. Then what happened where I kind of like had a peek a little bit was when I got to see The Fighting Temptations, which Simone, did you That's ever nice. yeah. That's my movie. Them songs still bop to this day. I was listening to The Riverside. I don't even care. I'm sorry. Like, that shit. But Defying Temptations came out, and that's when I actually, like, seen Beyonce, but I did not know who she, like, was, was. Because, again, remember, I was still, like, very young. I think I was, like, freaking what, eight? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> But... <laughs> But I seen her, and I was like,
3: shit.
2: I
0: didn't say shit, because I was a Christian. But I yes, seen her, did. and I was
2: like... Because I know what Beyonce looked like in that movie.
0: <laughs> exactly. And that one, are kind of like a slut. Like, I was like, damn. Okay, well, she a mighty fine one. But anyway...
2: <laughs> Exactly. You knew what she she looked like. And it's just,
0: God. So seeing her, her, hearing her vocals and everything, I was just amazed at her with that. So I was really excited when Crazy in Love came out. So I was like, but I did not even know because I did not watch music videos at that time because I wasn't watching MTV. Again, was still kind of in that bubble of what I just listened to in Disney shit. So I went from seeing that song because of that's so raven and taxi with queen latifah and some other the other person forgot his name but i heard that song from there and i was like oh it's okay this is beyonce i was like dang and that thing still was like my song forever 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 then like lauren hill One two steps sierra finally listened to tlc no scrubs all that stuff and Wonder then usher man. sure yeah, I know, right? Then Kelly Clarkson, Clarkson came out. <laughs> and then there was like this breed of Disney. It was all the Disney kids and them coming up. Then it was American Idol. And, you know, they had all those celebrities that came from their Fantasia. You can't forget Fantasia. Fantasia was us.
2: a big deal.
3: Yeah,
0: yes, she was. I remember because that that was the most I ever remember us. I think that was like the only one that we really watch, watch, watch because we was really rooting for her. And when she got it was amazing. So when she came out with her album, you know, Truth is and some other stuff, listen to that Ashanti, Mario, all that kind of stuff.
2: Ashanti was you know? huge with my sister when we were in high school. So baby, 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 you know, she was super <laughs> into Ashanti. I was more into Ashanti from the writing standpoint, because Ashanti is not a, another one from the early to mid-2000s that was not only a competent artist like JC, but a really mm-hmm. great writer and vocal producer. <clears throat> and by that time, I was full swing into a lot of my musical training. So like I said, I was in the crates. I was looking up songwriters. I, Uh uh, my parents were convinced that I was going to be a songwriter. So (laughs) they were like very much feeding into that for me. And, you know, you need to be looking at liner notes. You need to figure out who does what, where, if you like this song, you know, create your musical taste and that will inform your own creation style. So they were very much like, okay, well, if you respect a writer, follow them. Uh, The things that, like, Ashanti did for, like, J-Lo and, like, Christina Milian and, like, Mm. Fat Joe and and Ja Rule during that time. Every single song that Ashanti did with Ja Rule was, like, my favorite thing in the world. So, yeah, Ashanti was a big, big thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, too, because it felt like it kind of like she fizzled out. It could have just been me during that time frame of just not paying attention because, again, I was still learning everything. But it's still like even when I'm looking at everything that I still used to listen to now, it's it all kind of stemmed from listening to what I was listening to when I was just stuck in that, you know, gospel cycle. Because a lot of what they did was pop and hip hop and, mm-hmm. and you're listening to Mary Mary and Kurt Franklin and all of them like they really flavored it up. So it made sense that I. Fell right back into a lot of pop music, a lot of hip-hop, a lot of R&B and stuff like that. And then Mariah Carey came into my life in like 2008. So I was like, because my mother, got, I've seen it, Tal, because my mother got her album e equals okay. MC Square. And I was like, oh, shoot. I stay in love with you. And you know, all that kind of. No so I, I kind
1: of fell <laughs> off a little bit with Mariah Carey after her Rainbow album because I, I started Developing other interests and just like focusing on other genres of music, just because they were easy, easier to accept. But so I didn't really get into that part of Mariah Carey. But I still love Mariah Carey. Every so often, I'll hear a single that she comes out. Yeah. Like, come on, girl, get on it, keep going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when when the Crazy in Love era started, I at first wasn't that big on Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't fully on... It, that song came out when I was a freshman in college, so now we're getting mm-hmm. into... Oh, well, no, we're still kind of in the mid-2000s because I was mm-hmm. 18 yeah. in, in, in 2004. I really wasn't fully on board with the Beyoncé experience mm-hmm. until actually around B-Day. It took me that actually, a decade mm-hmm. to get to get to really get in with Beyoncé.
0: Look, see, that was kind of the same for me because I went. I heard Crazy and loved loved the mess out of it, but I didn't really follow her anymore until B Day happened, and I think that was because of like deja vu. And
2: yeah, some deja. other vu songs was on nice. there.
0: Yeah, massive. that is still about that. It was
2: massive. Oh. Massive.
3: It has the yeah. black
2: community in a chokehold De- because it, it was it's- perfect. It was perfect.
3: It had right. so many
2: elements of, and that was honestly, I think also when Beyonce really started making her own music, as opposed mm-hmm. to making the music people wanted mm-hmm. her to make, as yeah. to, whether in a group or a solo artist, because that was the beginning of a lot of what you see about Beyonce being really about her, because before <laughs> that point, I was, I was only on board for Jay-Z. Um, Jay-Z was actually the first rap album that my parents allowed me to buy. Mm. I was 16 years old and I bought his live unplugged album with the Roots band because it was live and instrumental. My parents allowed it. And the live version of Heart of the City on on that album on a cellular level. When I hear that song, I am 16 years old again. I know every single word. I'm going to sing every single ad lib with Jaguar Wright singing. The chorus, like I am, I am out of here. So it took me a minute to get into Beyonce. I was like, "Oh, that's Jay Z's girlfriend. It ain't nobody. You know? <laughs> ain't
0: nobody. <laughs> that's Jay Z's little wife. <laughs> right,
2: that's Jay Z's little wife. I don't care. But when Deja Vu came out, I was, mm-hmm. I was in my, I was in my early twenties and writing music during that time. Actually, going into oh, the sweet. studio. And singing and producing and doing things. And I it knocked me on my butt the first time I heard that song. <laughs> oh,
0: God, it's insane. Because it still holds the same weight today. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's like a lot of the songs that you listen to from... This time and any other time, it's like dang, it still carries. And plus, something else I noticed is that the songs were longer and they had bridges. Yes, they, they had, had stuff bridges. going on. And then, yeah, some of the songs I listen to now don't really have. It's like two minutes So
1: if like if that. you look at the history of that time and then all the music that's coming out, you notice that around that time a lot of artists were starting to write their own things instead of hiring writers to actually mm. write it. So mm. it was it was a lot of music that was being produced on a more personal level and so it was that Mm -hmm. connectivity with the Mm -hmm. audience and then if you track it around the early 2000s was actually around the time where a lot of people were starting to get internet into their houses because i know early 2000s when i started getting internet Uh, in my house and so there's that it was dial up it was Terrible, terrible dial-up, but it was there.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> but uh, before the <laughs> end of the decade, people were starting to connect to broadband fast, faster internet, and so mm-hmm. that connectivity uh, uh, and the, the, the community that started forming on the internet from it was shaping the way that music was being produced, I feel like. And so mm-hmm.
3: it, I think
1: it was allowing yeah. the artists to change the way they did music, too, because at the end of the day, of course they're going to write music that they want to write, but at the same time, it's the kind of music that they want to share with their fans. <clears throat> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. She just left, and then I had to mute her because the right. door opening was, was the loud as fuck. Loud.
1: <laughs> we can cut this part out. It's fine.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so. I
1: expected y'all to keep going Since well, I didn't fine. Just that the, the, the door was kind of um, So yeah, the, the whole yeah, uh, Emergence of the internet And just artists Taking a more hands-on Approach to creating music Rather than hiring a whole team of people To do it for them And marketing mm-hmm. for them And just like creating an image for them Instead just creating the image That they want their audience to see I that there's a connect. I feel like in that time, and so the evolution of music at that time, you can feel that there's a little shift. I I think Mm -hmm. there, and I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciated it so much. But then again, during that time, I was in my emo phase, so there's a lot of rock and emo music on my end.
0: I'm late (laughs)
1: because that's when I was introduced. That was, that was when out Boy was So that was my and... introduction to yeah. Lincoln Park.
0: Well, I remember. S-
1: <laughs> oh,
0: same, same.
1: Transformers oh, no. so got me on
0: Lincoln Park. My Let's introduction
1: do- <laughs> to Lincoln Park, uh, because of the internet, was a, a an animated music video for Shaman King. Because <laughs> I'm that nerd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you know all, all of our all of the we nerds out it. there <laughs> at the time at the beginning of the internet, we're all in our emotions emo and just like feeling all the things so of course lincoln park spoke to all of us
0: making videos <laughs> but yeah
1: also fall boy <laughs> and i think around that time was the introduction to evanescence as well into the mm-hmm. that was also when Eminem came on the scene as well yeah because yep. eight mile i believe love, came out in
0: love the way you lie.
1: 2002 so there's the, the mm-hmm. whole Eminem, and that mm-hmm. was the early 2000s was also the introduction of My Girl, Pink, which I stand at this point pink because right. you know, to this day, yes, please, this <laughs> is my go-to music. So, just a whole world of other genres just getting exposed to all this. and just, mm-hmm. My musical taste broadened from there, just with the introduction of the internet and being exposed to all the other things that sometimes weren't played on the radio. So Mm -hmm. I think that changed a lot too. Just being exposed to things that might not have been considered popular enough to be on the radio or just not what people thought would pay out on the radio. So Mm -hmm. that changed the game. That changed the game.
3: And
2: honestly, that was the beginning of radio becoming obsolete. Once the internet opened up and you had the right to choose
1: and curate,
2: and kind of have access normally to things you wouldn't be able to hear.
1: And not having to wait for that on one song to come on to record it on your little cassette tape. <laughs> record it. And have yes. it. I'm and get so mad when exactly. there's an ad break in the middle of it.
2: Girl, do you remember making mixtapes on the radio? I do. I
1: think I still have some. I'm
2: awake. <laughs> the 25 year old. Oh my God.
1: At us. That stupid <laughs> ad break in the middle during the bridge. I was like, why are you doing to me?
2: Why would you talk in the middle of the song? The bridge is you still the ruined
1: my mix tape.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You ruined <laughs> my mixtape. You ruined my mixtape. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh god
1: <laughs> oh man yeah no
3: well, so like not even um, have to
1: we
2: used to wear cassette Shit. tapes oh, out oh my god Do You remember I, cassette I still have tapes? some cassette
1: tapes i still have a boom box that has the the cd cassette <laughs> on it with the radio oh yeah. my god
0: I feel bad because Ugh. all I remember is CD. Well, you are the
1: young one. You bitch. are the young one. It's <laughs> fine. I like, I, like I said, again, hey. the 25-year-old is laughing
3: at us. No, and I no, also I'm had that little, uh,
1: that little cassette no, I adapter struggle. where you put it into your your radio and then you connect it to something else so it will play. Because it was yes. before we had CD yes. players in the car. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I still have that, too. Yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. I have some of those. Oh, I don't right. think I don't know where they are, but I'm pretty sure I still have them. And the the
2: I remember <laughs> my first car, I had a cassette adapter because this was back when we finally were able to play music right. on our phones or right. our iPads or our yes, iPods. iPods. <clears throat> and it had it still mm-hmm. had a port. You remember ports on things? So my first car, uh-huh. I had a cassette adapter that had a port yep. on it that I could put in the cassette player in the car and yep. plug it into yep. my iPod so that I could play music from my, my iPod, like yeah, MP3s, that's what they yeah, were called, MP3s, yeah. in the car yeah. while I drove instead of listening to the radio. So
1: my first car didn't have a radio. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it was pretty much me.
2: But my first car had a cassette. Uh, well, uh,
1: my, my first car didn't have a radio or any kind of music. No, nothing. It was just blank right there. So it was a quiet ride. Yeah. But in my <laughs> second car, the radio didn't work. Or it, it the, the antenna mm-hmm. was broken or something. So I wasn't picking up anything. So that's what I did with my second car. I had the little adapter, too. And mm-hmm. the, the huge iPod Classic was one of the first things I bought with my first paycheck. Yes. The, yeah, I had another one. The one classic. that, the one that had 20 gigs in, yeah. on it. So I had so many songs on it. Mm-hmm. And it just like the whole concept of finding songs online, downloading them to put in. Th- yes, trolling, trolling for, for songs. And Do you remember and oh, taking that? Taking forever a classic. to download it and then finding out it wasn't the song that you wanted. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm weak. <laughs> What was it? Wasn't Napster. it Webster? Nepster? Nepster, was it before? Napster, Napster. And Lime-Wire. Napster. yeah, that's what Napster it and LimeWire. But- LimeWire yeah. was that girl. I, it was that <laughs> shit. <clears throat> then they got, you know, knocked down. Because, but still- <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> then Spotify came. <laughs>
2: but I discovered, that was around the time that I was post-college and living in Seattle at the time. And that was actually how I discovered Drake's. So the beginning of my 20s uh-huh. was the beginning of the discovery of Drake for me. So I was 21 years uh-huh. old. I was living in Seattle after college and on LimeWire and on blogs and, and, and you know, in, in and out of studios in Seattle, doing background vocals for people and hanging out and randomly ran across this kid. And I'm like,
3: ain't that a little boy from the TV show? <laughs> Oh, yeah, from
0: Degrassi.
1: Degrassi.
2: But I was mm-hmm. never a Degrassi person. Um,
0: I didn't know. I him was too never a I Degrassi
1: was fan. Not, so, I, was, I was not into cable um, when I finally got it. Because, it, at, at, at no, no, by the no. time I got cable, I was already I, I out never, of college. I was trying to find a job. And so I had no time for actual TV and con- consumption. Yeah. And then yeah. there was actually a long period of time between. Me getting out of college and me settling into a job or just any kind of job that I could pay back my student loans where I didn't listen to anything. So there's like a whole blank spot of music for me. It was sad days, sad days for Tao. Yeah.
2: yeah I had a I had a blank spot of music around I'll say somewhere between twenty four and mm-hmm. twenty six. Because of just kind of yeah, like yeah, those those we were, were the very,
1: college that years. The those were the college I years, had. yeah,
2: yeah. Post college mm. years were very much like white knuckling survival. The only music we heard was environments we couldn't control, and we weren't necessarily <laughs> retail. personally okay. accessing get me music. On retail. Oh god, the retail soundtracks <laughs>
0: uh-huh. from back then and still how they haunt replayed. Me. And how they replay over and, over and over okay, so and over and over again. No,
1: there's, <laughs> there's one thing like I will appreciate thing. about the retail soundtrack from when we were working together because let me just tell you, Robin was one of the first artists that I listened to in the 90s because she was one of those Swedish artists that somehow made it like a little dip into the the charts in America and the fact that her album came out while we were working together, and they played most of her album on the playlist. I was like, my girl. Yes, I remember Rob making her big. <laughs> it was
2: a big deal. She made that yes. big comeback. And that album is still one of my literal top maybe yes. 20 albums yes.
1: of like my lifetime. I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You guys still yeah. remember Robin? And I have her album, her original album that came out in America in the 90s. I was like, yes, please get me this yeah. album. I need it.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh there are God. amazing songs mm-hmm. on that album. Stars for call your
1: girlfriend.
2: Jeez, call your girlfriend. <laughs> call your girlfriend. Right. Had us in a right.
3: Yes.
2: <laughs> we were stuck on call your girlfriend. It would come on in the store, and we would like
0: immediately it was start that singing. And
1: domino for Jesse J.
2: <laughs> domino.
0: Oh, I was Jessie just about J. to bring up yeah. Jesse J. Price Tag Domino nobody's yep. perfect right. so yeah. we're, we're uh, dipping into
1: the 2010s it. now around this time yeah
0: yeah we're in the 2010s we might as well bring Bird up on the bruno mars the bobs uh, the jay Katy katie pink Peleys, circles Peleys, back for me
1: pink circles <laughs> pink circles back because i i missed a lot of her albums and then she started doing like more of those soulful songs that i appreciated more at the time because i was at that point of my life i was introduced to paramore at this time mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. -hmm. more. Yes. Yes. And then I was getting into more of the nerd culture. And because of it, I was getting into a lot of K-pop and J-pop at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I think around this time, it was a lot of emphasis on mashups because we were still very much into the club scene. So a lot of mashups together with like that techno punk beats to them. And I, it was during this time that I discovered a DJ from Brazil that did a lot of mashups between K-pop and J-pop songs with big hits in America. And let me tell you, they are amazing. i will show you guys later.
0: <coughs> yeah, I'm like trying to. Oh act no! This. Um, so
1: there, <laughs> there was is also this the one song where me, he mashes was... up Beyonce's Halo. With a really soulful song from a K-pop group. I think you'll like it. It sounds really good. So, yes. Later. 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 (laughs) Yes,
0: send it. Send it. And
1: this was also (laughs) around the time where I started really getting into musicals. I'm late to the game, but musicals.
0: you never seen High School Musical.
1: (laughs) Well... Because, uh, baby, how was High School Musical
2: the standard for anything? Okay. I am talking <laughs> I am That was my childhood,
0: it. I re- grew up how on that high shit. High School
2: Musical the musical standard for anything? You never saying... Not High School Musical
0: than- the musical. I'm talking about High School Musical the actual musical. The real one. Not the freaking show of a See, show
1: this is of a what I'm show. what i talking about. Okay. This is what so, I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. no. High School Musical. No no, 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 The original High no, School no, Musical is Disney standard musical because Disney used to put no, a no, lot of songs in there's in their movies and i i okay that's its own category i'm talking about rent wicked right. oh i'm talking rent. about
3: those we're talking about
1: <laughs> real musicals babe.
0: oh oh you want to go like that you ain't seen wicked Actually, anyway. I have
1: when they were on tour <laughs>
3: Yes. No, I was <laughs> talking about some
1: of them. On Broadway. You're talking about music, Oh, Lion G- Oh, come on. That's Disney, too. What you mean? <laughs> She's like, how was that? Because that was like, a full production. High School Musical so was on Broadway. High School Broadway. Musical Don't was a it. movie musical, whereas the- No, but it, it
0: also on was on Broadway. I remember it. Yeah, I remember it because I remember having like this little, I I was really into it. Okay, so let's be fair. High
1: School Musical was really big and a lot of people were into it. That's why they made a musical out of it. But originally it was a a musical movie. Movie. There's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah,
2: but we talk about like the sound of music. We talk about like musicals.
3: Rogers
0: yeah. Oh God! Now, now we're getting particular. We're like we're talking about <laughs> real musicals. Yeah. Like, like what? Like we're above it all. Like the I greatest mean, I'm, show not like, I like, Showman. Like, <laughs> I'm not above it all. I love Richard Sherman.
1: I'm not above it
3: all. I'm above it. I was like, it. it's
0: giving that energy. Like <laughs> I'm above it. Oh, okay, okay, okay musical elitist. Say, because like Rodgers and like,
2: Hammerstein is elite. Thanks, Sond- Stephen Sondheim. Stephen
0: but what's wrong with also saying yeah. this is just good, too? Like, that. What? what? I
2: didn't hear
0: what you so,
3: said.
0: No, I said, what's up with saying that this is good, too? Yeah, That's and music it's music also his own bad way. Okay, <laughs> now, see, now, okay, now you like, don't you be talking bad about Corbin Blue. Don't you be talking oh, bad now, about see, Like, no. don't you be getting. Like, no, no, yeah. no. Oh, now you got no. No, brother was doing nothing but musicals. Poor, Cor- poor okay. Corbin. I will poor fight Corbin. for Corbin Blue. Poor Corbin. Okay, poor
1: Corbin. Poor Corbin,
0: and also the cast of Victorious because I like them. Never watched it, so step. I
1: can't comment.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> literally
2: it's the one You were watching. The- I'm with. We <laughs> <laughs> <I
3: don't. laughs> <I>, were. We <laughs>
2: were. We we're, were driving our second and third. Cars I think I was on my first car. Cars. <laughs>
0: And I was busy playing Yu-Gi-Oh. I and will I
1: say, had... I will say, Camp Rock <laughs> got me for oh, a little bit, and oh, I was like, oh. "Okay, I'm over it. I'm over it." Ha!
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, the first one was pretty much about the second one. Eh. I don't know I if don't there was a third think one there were, because I just stopped. Because
1: cheering. at <laughs> that time, Demi was just like, "No, yeah, I'm done with Disney." Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is another person that I follow between like Ludacris and Trey Zongs and Janelle
2: Monet, everything else oh, and then Trey Young Songz Money was coming amazing out amazing during, during the the 2010s my lord he had bop <laughs> after bop after bop. And, uh, twenty
1: yeah, in did. the 2010s Fall Out Boy came back because they had separated for about for a couple of yeah! years and we were because what was it Patrick went on a solo career and he was doing well and we thought that they would never come back together mm-hmm. again but then they they came back. Yeah. I was like, yes. And with a. With roll my in the God. Mouth. I was like, yes. <laughs> Ooh, they came back, I have honey. never was, liked oh, a whole entire album was... more than I liked their album Save Rock and Roll. Oh
2: my God. It was, was it amazing. Not amazing. <laughs> and <laughs> so I believe good. it was their
1: Save Rock Jeez. and Roll where they actually made a music video for every single song that ended up being a whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. If you put it together, yes. Mm hmm.
3: Oh it's sweet. Like,
1: yes. This is why I love you, Fallout Boy.
2: Yes. They yes. came back and slapped us yes. in the mouth. Like
1: This is why I will always yes. stand for Fallout Boy. Incredible
2: during the 2010s. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah.
0: So it seemed like we kind of fall similar in a sense of still like pop R and B stuff, mm-hmm. hip hop influences and then K pop, J pop, which I kind of fell in like i mean the surgeons of
1: bts and because we have a friend of BTS, who yes.
0: loves bts yes i was just want to say so that started us but you also talk about yeah, yeah i was about to say girl generation and, Junior stuff like and big that. bang
1: was mostly my influence yeah which i think two of them are still around <laughs> I,
0: <don't laughs> know. I mean which is good because I'm also now on the Blackpink
3: and many other things. Okay,
1: so I recently discovered a group called Aspa or something like that. It's a girl group called Aspa. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. I was like, oh, I kind of like them.
3: I kind of like them. They're nice.
1: So, because of our mutual friend who's into BTS, I'm starting to get back into the K-pop. So I found a playlist (laughs) with like all the popular K-pop from the last five years. So yeah, so. Uh
0: Hmm. Oh, I've I've seen them before. I haven't heard any of their music, but I've seen them before. I've seen them somewhere. I think one of their members did like a solo I song. I all I'm of them, them usually eventually group. at
1: some point do solo work as while they're still a group. It's part of their oh, contract yeah. and part of how yeah. Korean idol culture usually is. Some of them pursue a solo music career. Some of them pursue an, a solo acting career. It's just part of their whole thing in the
3: industry so yeah yeah maybe <laughs> oh god in the in the twenty tens in the late group. 2000s
2: and beginning of 2010s i was knee 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 deep in r&b culture so i was listening to a lot of trey songs mario mario mm-hmm. gosh what is the name of that song what song crying out for me do you remember that, oh, song? that one
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and and then lots and lots of Beyonce, and then I would start
3: <laughs> aggressive,
2: aggressive Beyonce <laughs> because Beyonce ran the 2010s.
3: She did, like she, she did. Uh,
0: her, oh, Rihanna. Rihanna, Rihanna, a and, lot of Rihanna and Nicki Minaj when she was coming up in the 2010s. Yeah, the and, super and, and bass and, Nicki and all Nicki Minaj when
2: she was coming up in the 2010s, and I was listening to a lot of like gangster grills mixtapes, and mm-hmm. Wayne was putting out a mixtape every 30 days you know and
0: yeah wheezy
2: drake was the first person to win a grammy from a mixtape you know like stuff like that was where i was very much leaning into the whole r&b
1: hip-hop genre of things yes like the 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 musical tastes were leaning more towards that also leaning more into the whole rap culture as well
2: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah the I dream was, also like was super a huge mm-hmm. during that time because he was writing mm-hmm. for everybody so umbrella yes. by rihanna was oh,
1: i mean that song was everything
0: it was baby yes
1: yeah it was
0: and that was a shift in her career that song yes. changed her whole trajectory because that Ponder replay era like i loved it but it was it was still pretty questionable yeah yeah. But then, then that came out, and she, yeah. it was like, nope, yeah. she's a star. She's done. She's good. Be gone, heifers. Like yeah. it's like
2: <laughs> that was around the time that Nikki's first mixtape with DJ Holiday came out, and the first mm. time I heard Itty Bitty Piggy, mm. I was like, oh, okay, well, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. She's out of here. In the stratosphere, she goes. <laughs> like this is a star. <laughs> you know, the first time I heard Itty Bitty Piggy, a friend of mine had hooked his hooked his iPod up to the adapter, and we were driving around. And he put it on, and I just literally were sitting at the stoplight, and I just was staring at the radio. <laughs>
0: just eyeballing it
2: aggressively. i never heard Nicki <laughs> rap like that before. And I was like, oh, oh. in two years, they're not going to be able to touch this girl. It's over. Like, she's going to be mm-hmm. the girl. And she's
0: definitely the lyricist.
2: Yeah, yeah. i had never heard a, a woman, or not in a long time at least, heard a woman rap like that before and i was like oh jeez <laughs> this is gonna get crazy
3: mm-hmm. well
1: i mean before her yeah. and there wasn't really a, a spot for just, female mm. rappers not much of one not much of one It no. was always very much male dominated it was still like ride kind ride people like really little kim ride. yeah little kim and ride stuff ride like ride
0: they would the cycle ride.
2: them out Yeah, Yeah, they would cycle them out. It was kind of like how Hollywood used to do big movie stars Uh of color. There could only be one Asian person. There could only be one Black person at a time. That was kind of how hip-hop did female rappers for a while, where they were allowed to kind of be a part of the ecosystem, but there was only Mm -hmm. one at the forefront at a time. Uh And this was at a time when Nicki came about at a time when there was a void when there was no one.
0: Yeah, cuz little Kim wasn't doing much. Yeah, little Kim I think was and she She was, was getting was yeah. She was at home. I think it was wow. between Nikki and Remy Ma during that time frame or Yeah, like it was or between
2: Nikki and Remy Ma and Nikki just had the edge out. Mm-hmm. Even though right though wrong in, with the in certain respects, if Nikki's crazy, Remy was the better lyricist. So, but yeah, the first time I heard Itty, Big, Itty Bitty Piggy, that's the name of the song, <laughs> I, I thought it was such a dumb name for a song. And then he was like, <laughs> my homie turned it on and I was just like... He was like, what the...
1: Sometimes the like, names oh, don't have to make sense.
2: Kidding. Sometimes the names just don't have to make mm-hmm. sense. I was, they like,
0: really oh. don't. Mm-hmm. I
2: was like, oh, baby is going to be out of here. And then like a year later, she's on a song with Kanye West. Oh, yeah, Monster, the most talked about one of And Universa Monster
3: Hurst. went yeah.
2: crazy.
0: Gonna like Sri Lanka.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All the girls in the club. Pull up that I was like,
3: oh she's, oh, she's crazy. I was like, these girls are
2: never going to let her go. They're just going to... The girls are going to push her to the top. It was mm-hmm. in the gay clubs, it was in the hip hop clubs, it was in the pop clubs, like it didn't matter, <laughs> but yeah, Nikki in the early 2010s, bringing female rap back was huge mm-hmm. and now we we have a literal yeah. landscape
1: now it's coming which was at this so point, crazy. It's a little dominated by so many. females at this point yeah yeah, at this right. point the well, women are running I, it now. I don't think. And I don't think rap, I've heard a, a lot of that male that rappers is. as of late. Uh, they're,
2: they're but not, not a shock, They're but... really not releasing right. as
1: good projects as the
2: women.
0: <laughs> I mean, Kendrick Lamar is the, one, the biggest one I can think of. And Kanye West ain't really doing nothing like that. Kanye's yeah.
1: doing a lot, but it's not mm-hmm. the So
0: it's like... Kanye.
1: doing a okay.
0: Yeah. So it's like it's just mostly Kendrick <laughs> and I think Little Nas, but I think he, he's more considered pop ish than okay, he is I rap. Don't, mm-hmm. I but don't I think like his know why stuff pop that he's about is to considered is a rap. genre
1: when it's just so. popular.
0: Yeah, it, right. It's just what's popular so I don't at know. the time. I understand I in
1: the early nineties when it was bubblegum pop that is actual an actual genre, but pop itself just stands yeah. for popular. And that is, I I want to say, mm-hmm. isn't that the goal of most artists is to be popular, right? So like, right. Uh,
0: well, <clears throat> I guess maybe it's like that because it's like the trends. So like, what's popular right now for R and B sounds, and then but what's popular for like hip hop and the moment? I think to drills, it being
1: labeled as what's popular or pop.
0: Well, if, if you're a rapper, yes because they'll try to say that you're more of a pop act than you are a rapper. Like how they do Doja Cat. Like they're saying that she's not a rapper. She's mostly just a pop act. And it's yeah, like, then she, then she then that, she came no, out no, with no. Vegas. <clears throat> then she came out with Vegas and then everybody mm. was like, oh. We about,
2: we, I mean, we already knew,
0: but Doja Doja like, whatever. That <laughs> late. Doja Cat Uh is a whole rapper. Thank you very much. She's a whole everything. She's versatile. Doja Cat is a rapper. Thank you.
2: Thank you for that. Yeah, this
0: ain't staying in Vegas.
2: (laughs) they need to leave that girl alone.
0: Uh huh. Ironically, I think Remy Ma was the one that said that. Which is is
2: ragged. It's so wrong. And as soon as she said it, I was like, now Remy.
0: But you also know Remy had that beef with Nicki Minaj, too. So, you know, Remy... This be, is true. She be doing some stuff Remy, Remy you know. be
2: talking <laughs> outside her neck. Yeah, she do. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: out <of> to the Gemini's.
3: <laughs> I love
1: those Gemini's.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but I, kind of feel <laughs> out, I kind of feel out of the music thing towards the end of the 2010s, just because around that time, I was working at a job that lets you listen to music. But at around that time, I discovered podcasts. So I listen less to music and more to podcasts. Mm. And usually my only exposure to current music is the car ride between home and work, work and home. And I know some days I choose not to to listen to the music radio stations because I've started to listen a little bit, just a little bit, to talk radio. Because there's a lot of stuff happening and I like to be informed about things. So... the music kind of, kind of dipped down for me, but with the, yeah,
3: yeah, the I know. <laughs>
1: pandemic in the 2020s that we are in now, we have more time.
0: Hey, we do. Ah, I thought the pandemic was over. Someone you say that. Yo, like, Micah, like,
1: no, someone Micah. Someone told me you that see was so that. 2020. Yet the area where we work is <laughs> in again, and so we have to wear masks at work.
0: Yes, I know it's in the red again, but like, that's because, like, that it's area that we can't in is nice stupid. we can have nice things, in America. I have no rebuttal to that. <laughs> but
1: there's, there's a, there, there's, there I feel no like there's a about... new resurgence of a different kind of music with the pandemic, just pandemic music, and I feel like, uh, it, it's taking self-deprecation to a new level, because, what is it, there's, this, My... there's this group called AJR. And they have this song called Way Less Sad. It's Basically, the lyric is like, I ain't happy yet, but I'm way less sad. I'm like, I feel that. Yes, I feel that. That's me. And more recently, there's this song that just came on the radio called Numb Little Bug. And I've told you about it, Micah. It's like, I feel this. What is it? Mm -hmm. Do you ever get a little bit tired (laughs) of life? Like you're not really happy, but you don't want to die. Self-deprecation.
0: At its finest. <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I see I think there was like a good turn between I'd say twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen ish where things kind of just went very much in like the darker space. I mean, well consider, so we what, like was like consider what was going on. Consider like what was going
1: on at that. the time. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, I know. But like I, I also found some lovely dark <laughs> songs that I love and then like some that weren't all as dark, but I found a way to make them. I dark.
1: mean there's darkness. But, uh,
0: Like Normani Waves, that is like a dark song. I mean it's but anyways.
1: It's very much the same concept of how comedians can be so funny because they are also dark. They can see the dark parts of a human experience and then make it funny. Whereas with musical artists, they take the darkest parts of human experience and make something beautiful musically. Music is, is an expression. And they've found ways to express exactly how we're feeling right now.
0: <clears throat> As they always truth do, because the truth hurts.
1: Sometimes you want it to hurt, though, because sometimes mm-hmm. you're just really sad and you just want to get sadder. <laughs> I feel yeah. like rap went in that direction. I mean, in the
2: mid-2010s, that saw the rise of, like, Absol and, like, Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar's record, his first record, was very bright. As far as Mm -hmm. like the hope Mm portion of it in concept, but the production and the lyrical content was super dark. So like Mm. Money Trees by Kendrick Lamar during 2016, 2017, even though the record had come out a little bit earlier, I was listening to a lot of like dark rap during the <laughs> election <laughs> like you know, and his uh, you know how to pimp a butterfly had come out with the you know we going to be all right we going to be <laughs> all right you know like that that kind of thing was very prevalent so i feel like just like across the genres everybody was kind of like making music that was an amalgamation of how the culture mm. was really feeling
1: there's that and then there's also it's mm. a natural course of things the evolution of an artist, they go with the the stuff that sometimes they didn't write the whole thing to. And as they get into their later projects where they have more leeway to create what they want to create and have more say in what they want to create, they start getting into their emotions and the things that are happening in their lives. Prime example, Adele writing about everything that she is experiencing and also with Taylor Swift writing everything that she's experiencing. Yeah. The 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 evolution of uh-huh. starting off as this very sweet country girl going into the pop. And then as she matures and grows older, she starts working and making these more mature music and just you find an appreciation for how she grows and somehow managing to grow with you as well, alongside you growing uh-huh. with the so yeah. the evolution of music. <laughs>
3: I knew you were trouble so you
1: okay in. okay so oh, wow. so for, <laughs> the time, <laughs> yeah. for the longest it, it time for really the longest time like I did not want to lean into the no, Taylor Swift. I did not I want to lean into it. I I'm not there sis. <clears throat> I'm not there. We're not. <laughs> so a long time I did not want to I did not I want to lean into the Taylor Swift. At the same time I can appreciate some of her songs. That was one of them. I think that was the big one that had me going. Okay, I can appreciate that this is a good song from her. I still don't. I still don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one of those songs of hers right.
2: in my repertoire. It's and it's from nineteen eighty nine. Right. Micah, you're very. I dead. knew it.
0: I told you that was yeah. the big one. That was the big album. I was like, dang, this is all. I and I couldn't
2: like, deny her. Like, right? You couldn't like, You was- nope. <laughs> couldn't deny her. It's mm-hmm. called Style.
0: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know that one. I yeah, know that one too. Style, I feel like I know almost all the songs. Yeah, off
2: Style album. was a very big kind of resignation in my music evolution for me mm-hmm. to Taylor Swift because it got yeah. so many elements of so many obscure 80s and 90s white female pop and songwriter elements that were streamlined in a really great way. I, I call it a Beyonce moment. Because Beyonce mm-hmm. in the 2010s started doing things where she was taking really big obscure concepts and making them, you know, palatable for people without losing the, the spirit of it. She finally mm-hmm. figured that out. And I felt like that mm-hmm. was what Taylor was doing with that album. Right. Figuring it out.
0: Yeah, because yeah, it never goes out of style. No, I
2: mean, That's, like, that song like, is like a quintessential uh-huh. pop song, but it's not corny and it's not dated. And yeah. It, it it will be. You it, could play it. You could play it in 1984. You could play it in 1996. You can play it now. You'll be able to play it 20 years from now. Yeah. It's the one it's song I've heard from her. I was like, all right, girl, okay. All right. <laughs> like, okay, I see. You. And all right, Micah I see
1: can, you. can attest okay. to it. I hate Justin Bieber with a passion. And he's uh, never. Yeah, been we a-
0: we, we never brought. Like, we never Micah brought that up. Micah can attest to
1: it. I hate Justin Bieber. <laughs>
0: Because no, no, no. I literally grew up in that (laughs) phase where they had Justin Bieber and that Austin Mahone dude and Cody Simpson. And it was supposed to be like these three against each other. Everybody making these like Justin Bieber type bullshits. And I'm like, what's going on? Even I can admit that one of his newer songs
1: I actually like. It took forever. Sorry. But there's actually one.
0: (laughs) What is it? I'm so curious. Where
1: in the music video he has Diane Keaton. It's the ghost, I think, is what it's called. <clears> throat> yeah, throat> ghost. ghost. And he managed to get Diane Keaton to be in the music video. I was like, okay, much respect, because I respect Miss Diane Keaton. You know, much respect. Mm-hmm. And it's very much, hmm. it's not very poppy. It's not very, oh. it's kind of soulful, because the way he sets it up is very much missing someone so much that it's one of those things where, because the music video is set up that he's saying goodbye to a dead relative, and I was like, okay, that hits, that hits, okay, that's fine, okay, fine, I'll give it to you, Justin Bieber, mm. this once, this once.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's from his Justice album. It says, I did not listen to that. I think I only I knew don't even that I don't
1: register any of this. Up. Okay. Like, oh.
0: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> That brought us it Gibby just, on. That it brought it Gibby was, on to the full stream. It, where on. it was heartbreak just something anniversary. that was playing
1: on the radio. I was like. <laughs> Dang,
0: you ain't the only one it that was said that something that, that happened to be me. playing
1: on the radio. I was like, okay, this is a good song. Find out. It's Justin Bieber. I was like, okay, I'll give this to you. Fine. <laughs> Begrudgingly. Exactly.
0: Okay. F- real quick before we, I know because we kind of have to wrap up but Simone what's what's up with the give it what's up with the man you uh, know I
2: like it's cute or whatever but like it's one note and like you know he can go <laughs> 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 it's one noted but like, damn <laughs> there's no nuance there's no context there's no you know, richness. There are so many other people. There's a Duran Bernard. There's a Lucky Day. There's a, you know what I mean. There's an Alex Isley. Like there are so many other people. Like he can go.
0: <laughs> or like a, have you heard of a Jacob Banks? Maybe. No. No. no oh God. No. There's so much stuff I need to send you. There's so I
1: many. Mean, people yeah. No. Because like one you you know, of my know, last things was, yeah. was there any honorable mentions you guys wanted to bring up?
0: Oh yeah. So. Brandy oh, yeah, and Monica. Hudson, Neil, Brand- uh, yeah, Brandy. I was just about to say Brandy,
2: the girl, because Brandy really is that girl, and Brandy has uh-huh. really been
1: that girl for like right. thirty whole years. Uh, like, right? The, the I I Neil and I Twain because I'm I'm a country girl. I think I, I think yeah. I said
2: a uh,
0: Khaled.
1: Khaled, yeah,
0: Khaled was one for me. Dixie the
1: Dixie Chicks.
0: Chicks.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, shout out to Ed Sheeran. because Nell Monet. He made it a, a, like a, a a brief little moment in the late 2010s for me. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: Jay
0: Sean and mm-hmm. Sean Kingston mm-hmm. and Tao Cruz, like they was rocking <laughs> early 2010s for me too. Jason mm-hmm. Derulo,
1: who wants yeah, to just say his name like, and everything. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jason. Just wanted to say his Derulo. name and everything. Yeah. Like that, that's the one dude that be singing that you know. Oh, okay, well, I know who it is. You never have to question Jason Derulo. Is it. Jason Derulo. I hate it. All. They, I
3: hate it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no.
0: That's when Hulu. Hulu that's dude, when freaking Vine what? and all the internet, like Twitter and stuff came up, and all the memes were there.
3: Say what I you will, it.
1: but he's what? in almost every single song that you like. I'm like, okay, okay. I didn't need to know that yeah, you were in here, but mine. No.
0: <laughs> he was literally he was DJ Khaled made, before DJ Khaled. Another <laughs> <one>. <laughs> you
3: know. I mean, I...
2: <laughs> yeah, Khaled though, Khaled really did some really great things. There was a, a remix that he did. It had like Pitbull, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross, Fat Joe, <clears throat> and like I Ooh. literally it's that there's not even an official pressing of the record. It was so underground, and I mean to tell you, when it would come on in the clubs, I would just... No. It was the end of the It was over. It was the end of the
3: night. He may
1: occasionally... We,
2: after we, we dance this song, we He may released. occasionally
1: be a terrible person, mm-hmm. but he does good music.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Right. So, like, I definitely honorable mention to yes. Chris Brown, because he definitely... Though there was a big hiccup in the middle of his career, Probably and rightfully so. so, there's been a consistent output of of good music. But in support, I I waned off because of the you know the personal things, and same thing with like Trey songs and stuff like that. Like mm. it, it got to a point for me where R and B wise, after like the mid 2010s, I went back into the crates. Because the current R&B artists were so problematic. I'm like, I can't give you my mm-hmm. money. I can't give you my stream. <laughs> you know? yeah. Y'all doing that
0: thing. i have things. not added. Concepts,
1: I haven't added you know? that many songs mm-hmm. to my iPod collection since the, the mid-2010s. So I understand that. Just going back to the old songs that I like. Yeah. And just like yeah. not really being exposed <laughs> to mm-hmm. the new stuff. <laughs> I'm trying, but...
2: Mm-hmm. But Monica had, had a, a big moment, moment, too.
1: It was the, the main reason why they did that yeah. song together.
3: Yeah.
1: Because they were, mm-hmm. they were doing what the music industry usually does, is trying to pit them against each other. So they did that song together. <coughs> it, was a, mm-hmm. it was a song,
3: mm-hmm. bro. Very mm-hmm. much
1: similar to the song that the Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey did together in the Prince of Egypt soundtrack. Because they're... Yeah. The, let me just uh, tell you, Prince of Egypt alone, that soundtrack was amazing. <laughs> It was amazing. It was. Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, we
1: mentioned them before. Shout out to Boys to Men because they had a long running career, long running long career, running, illustrious, illustrious career. career. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony because that was my early 90s rap experience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very much influent, influential. That, predi- <clears throat> that predicates people like Drake with mm-hmm. the sing song rap style. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, uh, yeah. we like, we didn't give hard, them we didn't hard give hard enough, them enough attention, but TLC obviously. Uh, yeah, TLC obviously. There are still obviously. people sampling some of their songs today mm-hmm. in their new music. I know a couple of years ago mm-hmm. Zendaya sampled mm-hmm. uh, a beat from "Creep" in her song, and I was like, "Oh, I know mm-hmm. where that's from." Gone girl, I know girl. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got good music. Mm-hmm. So uh,
2: yes. I Definitely say, an honorable um, mention to the whole yes. bad boy clique.
0: The honorable mention to, I don't know if we talked yes, about it. Yes, we Missy mentioned her. her. We yeah, mentioned
1: Missy Elliott. I'm Maya.
0: Aaliyah,
1: Holes, Maya had a, a little yeah, moment, too. Uh, yeah,
2: Maya had a can great, we, great can moment. Can we
1: uh, discuss Lady Marmalade when they did all that together? That was really good. Gosh, yeah, yes. yeah, I literally had that. Oh on my no, thing. I specifically I like, said, yeah, uh, Lady like I said, was Lady Marmalade was, a big was like really good because it was one of those collaborations mm-hmm. between artists you didn't really think would ever collaborate together. Because what was it? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and the fact that they pulled Patty yes. Bell, the originator of the song, yes. Cause into what was it, it, at it was,
1: was Little instance. Kim, Maya, mm-hmm. uh, Pink, Christina Aguilera, Christina and like Aguilera. was it a little pink. moment from Miss yeah. Elliot? Was it or was it? Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, Missy Elliott produced the record.
1: And it was in a Mm -hmm. movie musical. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) She's fairly newer, but shout out to Becky G, because she's like the only (coughs) artist I've seen that debuted had a hit Mm -hmm. in like 2014 Mm -hmm. and was still bubbling in 2012 but never made a debut album until like two years ago. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. And still has an amazing career. Like, just has like an amazing career. I'm like, dang, I ain't seen nobody do that. Like, how have
1: you I that? mean, shout out to all the oh artists that are doing a comeback in the last five years. Because what was it? Uh, Blink-182 just like did a thing. We, we mm-hmm. mentioned Fall Out Boy coming um. back together after being separate for a couple of years. Linkin Park released... An album in two thousand seventeen. After a little while of just not being around, there's a like a lot of artists from the nineties that are releasing albums again. We mentioned Robin doing a resurgence, and I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. Well, you you brought you guys probably do remember the the, the song Barbie Girl by Aqua. Mm-hmm. Aqua came back mm-hmm. and
0: a released world. a mm-hmm.
1: song in two thousand eleven after being separated or for ten years. I was like oh. Go with yourself. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, we have to do
1: honorable mention
2: Craig David. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Craig David. Craig David had a great Mm -hmm. moment and kind of had his own lane in between the late 90s -hmm. and the mid 2010s where he was able to move really freely and do like house... Garage music, do R&B, do pop, do techno. He he got to do whatever he wanted mm-hmm. kind of under the radar. But a lot of the work was super, super good. Even after he kind of left the American market and went back to the UK. So honorable mm-hmm. mention to Craig David for sure. For sure. David Geta.
0: Yeah, I got him down. mostly for hey, my mama, hey, my mama. No. Like- he,
2: he pushed Nicki into the pop. He he pushed Nicki into top forty. He got Nicki into mm-hmm. top forty radio.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey mama, hey mama.
2: Yeah, and that Sorry, that, that super goes, bass uh, record, "Yes yep. Louise," another super monster. Bass. So David yep. Guetta definitely. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah, we'll give an honorable mention to Erica Badu because <laughs> she's influenced so many people. But yeah, I guess that's the evolution,
1: guys. It's been a ride. <laughs> Yeah, it is still yeah. it's and still going. It's still going. There's still
0: more to come.
1: <laughs> we could talk about it all day, but it. it's been, it's over been
0: yeah. almost yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. But thank you guys for listening. To our podcast today, as well as you know, take a dive and see where you started at and where you guys are at. You have any suggestions revolution. for us to listen to? And you can always hit us up on our social medias.
2: Yes, please. Yes, drop them yes, yes please. Yes. I love new
3: music. Yes. Send Give it me to, new to our music. social medias. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm always trying to grow because I know you're gonna stop listening to new new music when you hit your thirties. So I'm. That right is not, not
3: true. That is not true. That is not true.
0: Yeah, so we're ending the episode like this. How dare anyway. you? <laughs> but if you want to reach us.
3: We <laughs> were doing so well.
0: <laughs> I meant to bring that up, but it, I, I meant to bring that up, but I was gonna drop some chaos at you the end. So, anyways, so, much so chaos. I'll just Why? drop that note there. I won't clarify. But can't. you can always get clarifications <laughs> on our social media at Pocky Podcast. As well as you know. If you always want to join discussions, you can always click the link in the description and send us what you think. But until our next episode, take care, guys, and we will see you on the next one.
3: Okay, bye. Bye.